T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR Sports Radio 550. Oh, music to my ears. It's baseball music. And the Blue Jays have been in Buffalo for a little while now. I think it was the what was it the start of May that they've been here or start of June. Either way, they've been in Buffalo playing and have been doing all right. Not so bad. They've been they've been playing quite adequate, adequately since uh, since playing again at Salem Field, and we will uh, get some Blue Jays thoughts right now as we bring in our good friend Pat Malacaro, who joins us on the West Her Hotline. The Blue Jays getting ready to play the Rays, by the way, this afternoon at Salem Field for a 307 first pitch. Pat, it's been a while since we've last talked. Thanks again for coming on and joining the show. Absolutely. Great to talk to you, Brayden. And uh, this weekend's kind of interesting because, you know, we're looking through some of the history of non-major league ballparks that have hosted baseball. And as long as the next two games get played as scheduled without any inclement weather, uh, we believe that Buffalo and Salem Field will be the uh, longest, have the most games of uh, a team using their ballpark. So uh, past uh, the, the ballpark in Puerto Rico that hosted uh, the Expos franchise for a while. So pretty, pretty neat history for fans that might be coming out to the ballpark this weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. And after this week, they'll have two more series at Salem Field, as of right now at least, against the Rangers from the 16th to the 18th, and then the Red Sox from the 19th to the 21st. And then after that, Pat, uh, what's what's the latest on you know the future of the Blue Jays sticking around at Salem Field beyond that series with the Red Sox? It, it all really comes down to the border, Brayton. And Mark Shapiro has been very upfront with the media that not only would the border need to open um, you know, so that players would be able to go back and forth, but um, the logistics of moving the franchise for what would be a second time this year will take about three to four weeks. So uh, those conversations with the Canadian government, as soon as uh, the Blue Jays are able to find out that the, the border will be opening, well, then that maybe starts the, the clock for Toronto to get back up to Rogers Centre and you know, with fans, without fans, that's still a, an open question as well. So there's a lot to be answered, but really, Mark Shapiro has been very uh, adamant that 
the conversation won't really start until uh, there's some clarity on the border opening. So uh, that's really the, the, the big mile marker that we're kind of keeping our eyes on. So is there maybe the possibility that there could be realistically another extended stay for the Blue Jays, given that three to four week time period where they might have to uh, make plans for them to return to Toronto in the Rogers Center? Yeah, I think that's, that's fair to say. You know, we're talking about a homestand that would start on July 30th against Kansas City is the next one after the Red Sox series. So you're just talking logistically, you know, you're getting three and four weeks out from that. So um, the conversations will continue to happen. But I think as, as we start to take days off the calendar, um, you know, it, it is it is something that will probably will be uh, announced by the Blue Jays one way or the other um, very shortly because we're into July already. So we're, we're within that time frame that Mark Shapiro talked about. Pat Malcaro joining us here on the Wester Hotline to talk some Blue Jays baseball. And uh, we'll also get the chance to talk a little bit of Sabres hockey with him as he also is a contributor to the Sabres radio network. Uh, all right, so I guess I guess the one thing with this Blue Jays team that kind of stands out, Pat, throughout this season has been the play of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's one of the best hitters of baseball right now. And just he's so fun to watch. And is he right now in your mind the MVP of baseball so far this season? Yeah, I think to me, to me he is. I know what Shohei Otani is doing for the Angels is you know something we just don't see in the modern game. But I think the way Vladdy helps the lineup in general and allows whether it's the guys in front of him, the guys in behind him, he provides that protection uh, to the rest of the lineup and the way he's played at first base defensively this year, uh, shedding so much weight in the offseason, and not only doing that, but uh, improving his athleticism. Uh, you know, you're seeing a player who's well-rounded, and that was the, one of the biggest questions when he was coming up to the minor leagues was, would his body and his athletic abilities translate at third base? And I think he probably could play third right now um, with, the, with the way he has gotten into shape, but certainly at first base, he has been uh, exceeding expectations, so when you talk about the defensive side of things and you talk about the offense where he, uh, you know, just continues to put up offensive numbers, uh, you know, with the best in, in baseball, him and Shohei Otani go back and forth seemingly every night uh, was for the home run chase and, you know, RBIs and extra base hits and all, all those things that, that Vladdy is really doing for this Blue Jays team. So uh, it's been able to provide cover for other players uh, so that they can work through things or not have George Springer in the lineup for over 40 games. So, uh, yeah, to me, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the AL MVP right now. Well, not only is Guerrero hitting the ball out of the out of the ballpark, but I mean the rest of the, the Blue Jays are hitting the ball out of the ballpark as well. 121 home runs so far this season for Toronto. They lead the major leagues in home runs. Just how impressive is this offensive lineup for the Blue Jays, and how much has that really contributed to their success? Uh, to, to me, that's where you start with how, how have the Blue Jays been able to. Uh, whether some of their bullpen issues and some of their uh, not getting uh, maybe enough out of your starting rotation at times, it's because the offense has been able to be so good for this team. Um, you know, someone like Teoscar Hernandez, who was just here in AAA as recently as 2018 and not a traditional cleanup hitter, but he's been hitting, uh, he's been providing big hits and he's a starter in the All Star game now, uh, you know, getting the recognition for what he's done. Marcus Semyon, a veteran presence that can show the younger players how things are done day in and day out. 
to be ready to play the game um, as this young core of players try and figure out out on their own. And as I mentioned, doing it without George Springer, who is a six-year, $150 million free agent this past summer. So you got Tasker Hernandez in right field, Lotus Curiel Jr., who's performed well in left and at the plate. So, yeah, the, the, the reason the team has been doing so well is the offense. You know, 10 runs last night against Tampa Bay was great. You're going to need to put up games like that against Tampa, a team you're trying to chase down in the AL East. But you're going to have to start picking off games. You mentioned the Red Sox will be here uh, in Buffalo in, in late July. I believe the next homestand after that, uh, whether that's played in here in Buffalo or Toronto, includes the Red Sox as well. So you're going to need those offensive performances to continue uh, because you're going to be chasing down that Boston team uh, if you if you want to have a chance at the division, if you think that's uh, in play, and certainly for the wild card if you want to start taking off games against the teams above you. Well, uh, one more thing I want to bring up with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and just looking at his stats right now, he's in legitimate contention right now to finish the year with the chance to be a triple crown winner. The last one to do it, obviously, was Miguel Cabrera back in 2012. Do you think that Guerrero has a legitimate chance to achieve that mark in baseball, or do you think he has a little ways to go, with, especially with Shohei Otani just hitting balls out of the ballpark like it's no tomorrow? Well, I, I do, and I, I also like that Vladdy isn't participating in the home run derby this year. Uh, he's going to get enough attention uh, starting in the All-Star game, being the top vote getter. It was fun. It, it was exciting in 2019 in Cleveland, but it does take a toll on you to, to be in the home run derby, and we've seen that over the years. So I think for, for Vladdy not participating in the derby, but he'll be such a big part of All-Star week to begin with. Uh, you know, you've got the second half of the season that can really grind a player down, you know, the, those dog days of summer. So saving some of those, some of those uh, swings for later in the year. And, you know, Tani, I think you're just going to go back and forth the rest of the way. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. If you're, you know, you just want something exciting as a baseball fan as we, you know, start to go back to the ballpark and see fans in the stands and uh, full stadiums again. And we had 10,000 here at Salem Field last night. Uh, in those atmospheres, and that's what you're looking forward to seeing uh, throughout the course of the summer is can Vladdy stay in the chase with Otani and can Shohei continue uh, to hit home runs at, at the pace he's at. So, um, you know, it'll be fun to see. And, you know, again, it's it's something that as fans come back to the ballpark, it gives them a reason to go out to, to a game and, and see just what they're doing on a daily basis. Pat Malacaro joining us here on the Wester Hotline, catching up on some baseball talk with them. We'll get to hockey in just a moment. But, Pat, right now the Blue Jays are 42-38. and They're four games out of a wild card spot, and the trade deadline's coming up in a matter of few weeks here. Uh, you mentioned that their pitching is a little bit of a problem. It's been a problem this season with you know the bullpen being a, a major issue for them and maybe not getting enough out of their starters this year. What what did they ha- what should they be looking? Who maybe should they be looking for at the deadline maybe to improve their roster? Or do you think they should be buyers heading into the trade deadline to try and get back into the postseason? Yeah, I think Mark, Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins will be looking to acquire bullpen help or. In the, a wild card maybe in this in this is, do you acquire a starting pitcher that allows you to move one of your current starters into the bullpen? Um, you know, somebody like Anthony Kay, who has uh, gone back and forth between AAA and the big leagues this year, has shown that he can pitch pretty well in a three-inning situation. So are you able to move him into the bullpen and, uh, you know, bring somebody else, whether it be up from AAA or acquire a starting pitcher? So 
Uh, and Nate Pearson, unfortunately, right now is on the injured list, so he's not in that conversation to come up from AAA. But it's gonna it's gonna be pitching, and the Blue Jays definitely with the with the deadline now sooner than it used to be. You know, you don't have the non waiver and waiver deadlines anymore. You just have the one trading deadline. Um, you know, you're gonna have to make a decision sooner. And the Jays are contending for a wild card spot, so I would expect them to go out and maybe not go out and give up one of your top prospects for. Uh, one of the top relievers on, on a, a team that isn't in contention. Like, you know, you're not going to go back a couple years ago and, and, and go and acquire someone like Andrew Miller uh, if you were Cleveland or, or Aldous Chapman if you were the Cubs to go out and, and make a run. But are you able to – one thing the Blue Jays have done well is they've gone able, been able to go out and find good talent in trade, and they have a lot of pieces uh, that they could potentially move to, to get one of those um, – you know, next tier of bullpen help that really can solidify things and help them uh, get healthy as well for someone like Rafael Dolis getting back uh, to the bullpen will help also. Uh, the Blue Jays having a very uh, big schedule coming up. They've got their two games remaining this weekend with the Rays at Salem Field in downtown Buffalo. If they get a couple of wins, it'll help them climb into that wild card race a little bit more. And then they'll be heading out on the road right after that to Baltimore, the one of the worst teams in baseball, if not the worst team in baseball for a three-game series, and then going to Tampa Bay for another set with the Rays. Some, uh, some good injury news in terms of Danny Jansen today, Pat. They've activated him back to the active roster and he seems like he's good to go to return yeah and you know Reese McGuire has done a very nice job behind the plate this year uh, not only from a catching perspective but uh, you know the, the the issue for the Blue Jays catching uh, tandem the last couple of years has been just the offense not being there but Reese McGuire has uh, offensively provided uh, a nice uh, bonus to this team and then you're right getting Danny Jansen back someone who um, you know, calls a really good game from a, from a technical standpoint and has really has developed a good comfort level with the pitching staff. So if you've got those two as a tandem again, um, you're, you're liking where you are for the Blue Jays right now. All right. The Blue Jays again, 307 first pitch today at Salem Field in downtown Buffalo. Hopefully it'll be a uh, nice weekend. The sun's come out, Pat, so that's at least a promising thing. At least it's come out here in Amherst. I don't know how it is up uh, in downtown Buffalo there. Uh, sun is shining, 72 degrees right now. It's, it's a perfect afternoon for baseball. And, yeah, uh, like I said, 10,000 last night. And it's probably a similar crowd this afternoon. It's, it's great to see uh, fans coming back out to the ballpark for these beautiful summer nights. Well, I, I got to tell you, Pat, I will be in attendance on the 20th against the Red Sox, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Major League Baseball. It'll actually be the first game that I've been to with fans back in attendance for any sport. So that's, that's really uh, it's really fun to get back in the crowd and – to be able to watch some professional sports in Buffalo, mind you, it's baseball too. Where the <laughs> there hasn't been Major League Baseball in Buffalo for several, several years. Yeah, you know, it's it was different last year because there weren't fans in the ballpark, and we we've gone over that many times. But this just feels uh, like we're getting back to normal. And uh, yeah, prior to last year, it wasn't. Uh, it was over 100 years before there was Major League Baseball, uh, the last time there was Major League Baseball in, in Buffalo. So uh, a lot of history being made. And like you mentioned right at the outset, you know, Buffalo will become the potentially the, the city with the non, non-MLB ballpark that has hosted the most games in the history of, of the majors. So um, it'll be fun to see, and we'll have at least six more games after this series. And uh, looking forward to seeing you out at the ballpark. And uh, I know 
fans have really enjoyed it so far. Well, before we let you go, Pat, I definitely want to get some thoughts from you on the Sabres in terms of the hiring of Don Granado. They made him the 20th head coach in franchise history on Tuesday. Uh, what are your thoughts about the hire? Was it the right move that the Sabres uh, should have made with the coaching hire? And, you know, was or was there anybody else that you thought that would maybe have been a better option for them? It was the right move to me, and it was also the way that Kevin Adams went about it was the right way to do it as well. I thought that the Sabres would have maybe done themselves a disservice if you just remove the interim tag and make John Granado the head coach, even though I, you know, at the end of the season, I thought for what the roster was and the young players that seemed kind of stuck in neutral, you saw them start to develop. Talk about Casey Middlestad, Cage Thompson, Henry Yoke, how are you taking a step forward, Rasmus Dahlin, all those young players that will be part of the core going forward. Well, Don Granado got the most out of them uh, in, in his time as the interim head coach. So he was the leader in the clubhouse to me, but it, it still needed to go through the process of talking to other coaches, and that's what Kevin Adams did. And the fact that Don Granado was the choice in the end, to me, isn't settling. It isn't just falling back on Don Granado. It's the, it's the realization that in this moment, Don Granado is the right coach for this. what is going to be the roster of this team going forward. So uh, I like the hire. I like the way that Kevin Adams went about it. And I think as we look forward at what the roster will look like uh, coming out of the draft uh, in, in just a couple of weeks, um, I think fans, if they're still on the fence, are going to, to really see that uh, Don Granado is the right choice right now. And there could have been other names that have had coach head coaching experience in terms of years more than Don Granato, but I don't know if they would have been the right fit for this situation. So I asked Brian Duff yesterday this question. I asked Marty Braun earlier this question, Pat, and I'll ask you the same one. Who does this hiring of the head coach most benefit with this young team? A lot of players had the opportunity to play well and thrive under Don Granato once he took over as interim head coach, but now that he's the full-time head coach, who do you believe this benefits the most on the current Sabres roster? I would think the way that Resmus Dallin bounced back under Don Granato to me is a very encouraging sign, and that was the player going into this year. You were looking to take this past year. You were looking to take a big step forward in his development. So I think that's the player I'll be watching the most, and I think can can it make the most strides going into next season? Because you know if the Sabers are going to be a successful team uh, and, and and start to turn the corner. They're going to need Rasmus Dahlin to be uh, that, that top defenseman for them. So uh, I, I look at Dahlin to have a big year next year. And with that happening, it'll allow other things to fall into place and maybe take some of the, the heat off other, other players on that roster. All right, Pat. Well, now that the coach is uh, in place and Don Granato is the full-time head coach, he had plenty of time to coach the team without Jack Eichel in place due to his herniated disc. Jack Eichel has expressed his displeasure with the team and how he's been handled with his neck injury, and it seems like a divorce is inevitable between the suicides and that Jack Eichel is going to be moved. Do you I mean, I mean, first off, I guess, do you want the Sabres to move Jack Eichel? I'd, I'd guess that answer is no, but how do you think this is all going to play out going forward and how early a potential trade could happen with Eichel? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about one of the top players in the league, and you never want to see is, is uh, you know, if you're a fan of this team, you don't want to lose that. Um, I, but understanding the situation the way it is, uh, you know, you, you look going forward, 
uh, again, going back to Don Granado and getting the most out of a team that didn't have its star player last year. Um, I think that's, that's an encouraging sign. And, you know, if you're talking about getting, uh, you know, uh, draft picks and, and top prospects back, Don Granado is the guy that to, to maybe, uh, you know, make the most out of what this roster will be like going forward. So, you know, you, you never say never, but certainly you're right. It, it, things do look like they're heading towards that conclusion. Um, but, you know, can, can the fences be mended, so to speak? And, uh, you know, can the resolution to, to his injury uh, provide some clarity and, and some, um, some hope that you can uh, have that player back in the fold next year? We'll see. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see how this will play out. But, like, I, I'll go back to, I think, with Don Granado, that, that's another reason why uh, he was the right hire for this team and, and going forward. Final thing I'll ask you, Pat, before I'll let you go and you can uh, get back to work to prepare for this afternoon's game at Salem Field. The expansion draft coming up. We're two weeks away from the Sabres having to submit their protection list and to let the, the league and Seattle know who they're exposing for the expansion draft. Who in your mind are you protecting on this team? And, and just who do you think is, unfortunately, for the Sabres? Because they have some good assets that may have to be exposed for Seattle and you may have to try and convince Seattle to take someone else not to take that good asset. But who in your mind are you protecting uh, for the expansion draft and who you'd like to see on this team going forward? Uh, that's, that's a great question, Brayton. I mean, and I look, you look back at the, what happened with the Vegas expansion draft and it's unrealistic to think Maybe Seattle can catch lightning in a bottle the way Vegas did. I'm not even talking about going to the Stanley Cup Finals, but just in terms of the, the, the success that the franchise has had in its five years or a you know, short period of existence, um, I go back and forth on, on what Seattle would want. You know, do you, how do you round out your team with some veterans that can, can help the young players? Because that's what uh, Vegas did so well is they had a nice blend of everything uh, when they – when they uh, came to the league just a handful of years ago. So that's a great question. I, I don't have a good answer for you. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to, I have to kind of punt on this answer. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'll be interested to see in, in what direction Seattle goes and, and just how teams, you know, planning and adjusting for what they think Seattle's going to want, uh, and the Sabres included. Fair enough. Well, Pat, I hope you enjoyed today's game. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Happy 4th of July to you, and hopefully we'll get the chance to talk again quite soon with uh, the draft coming up, with free agency, the expansion draft. We'll be busy regardless, and uh, thanks again for taking the time today. You got it. Take care, Braden. All right. Pat Malacaro joining us on the Wester Hotline to talk some Blue Jays baseball and Sabres hockey. As, uh, as yeah, the Blue Jays will be back at it again this afternoon at Salem Field, a 3.07 first pitch, and then they'll wrap up their season their uh, series with the Rays tomorrow afternoon, a 1.07 first pitch in downtown Buffalo before they head out on the road. A couple of wins will be really nice for the Blue Jays to get back in the wild card chase. They're four games back of the second spot in that wild card chase. And uh, a couple wins over the Rays would certainly help because the Rays currently hold that first spot in the wild card as they trail the Red Sox atop the AL. Yeah, East. you definitely want to win here. You want to make your life easier for you. You don't want to just think, well, maybe we can catch up in August or maybe if we everything falls right in September. No, do it now. Like you got them, right. need them here. Yeah, and and we talked a little bit right off the bat how it's maybe a positive that uh, we could see a little more Blue Jays baseball in Buffalo, depending on the the border reopening and and just if 
the Canadian government will allow the Blue Jays and other teams to come back and forth in the Man, government. It's I, certainly interesting how things are going to play out over the next few weeks because I, um, I've yeah, been more, thinking about more baseball, playoff baseball. More baseball in Buffalo would be a lot of fun, especially playoff baseball. Yeah, can like I'm like, how cool would it be to have an MLB playoff game played in Buffalo? Like that'd be right. outstanding. I mean, if you had asked me right off the bat if you know whether or not the Blue Jays were going to be in Buffalo when they started, and then you know sticking throughout, I would have said, oh yeah, absolutely, they're probably staying the whole year. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but. I'll stick with my gut feeling. I'll say, yeah, sure, they'll stick here the entire year. And, you know, even if they could go back and they do make the playoffs, I'm not sure if that's... I mean, for Canada's sake, yes. I'm hope they're, I hope they're able to go <laughs> oh, back. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they'll go back to Toronto or not by the end of the season. Uh, by the way, before we before we head to break, I do want to give out a shout-out to Heather Prusak and John Scott. Heather Prusak of WGRZ-TV and John Scott of Spectrum News. The two of them are getting married today, so uh, congratulations to you guys. Adorable. All the All the best to you for the years to come down the road. Uh, happy day for you guys as well, and a big congratulations on your marriage. We'll step aside, and when we come back, we'll have... Will Scouch from the Scouching Report joining us next. He joined me yesterday when I was filling in for the instigators, but you'll re- you'll hear that conversation once again. A lot of good NHL draft insight from Will Scouch. That's coming up next here. Sports Talk Saturday with Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Geary on WGR. WGR Sports Radio 550. Protect. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.